What's up, guys? Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast, where every other week we get together and talk about video games and shit. My name is Ryan Robinson. With me, as always, is Tom Shelfie. Hi, guys. Uh, Shanae's not here this week. Um, she's got nose diarrhea. Yeah. So she couldn't make it. Uh, but anyway, Tom, what's been up? What have yeah. you been playing? Uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing a lot this past couple weeks. Um, not like many things, but like, you know. A lot of the things you have been playing. Yeah. Yeah. So Twisted Metal Black. I saw that. Um, got all the trophies for that, bitch. Let me tell you something. All right. Sony's got this weird thing where it's like, it used to be. Like back in on PS3, sure. it used to be if a game cost under a certain amount, yeah. we'll only give it a certain set of trophies, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, and then they stopped doing that. So now sometimes you'll get a $10 game. It still has a platinum in it, you know? Sure. What's well, the fucking Sony game? You yeah. know, it's a Sony owned game yeah, and like platinum. no platinum. And like to get all the trophies in that thing, like it's a bitch. Yeah. You know, like Twisted Metal Black. It's probably the hardest Twisted Metal. Yeah, you know? and it's kind of long. Well, okay, so I cheated. Okay. So, like, did you the do cheats... The, did you do the one-hit one kill cheat? Uh, yeah, that's the... So, I played through it, like, normal... Who did I use? Brimstone, mm. you know? Good choice. And then I was like, well, to get these trophies, I gotta beat it with every fucking person. Right. So I just did the one-hit kill to beat it with everybody, you yeah. know? But everything else I did legit, like uh, the fucking endurance and all the challenge mode and all that, and, like, that shit's a real big bitch, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, no platinum. And I don't think any of their PS2 games have platinums. Yeah, I um, think you might be right. I, even the... Hmm, I'd have to go back and look at the Jack games. Um, yeah. Because they... I don't... Now, that said, that game has aged very well, sure. I think. Um, it's still the best one in my opinion. It's in my opinion, it's the best. It's the best one. You know, it's it's hard because like I grew up with Twisted Metal two, right? Right. Yeah. So like that's the one I have the most, you know, uh, fond memories of. Sure. Um, and I remember when you got black when we were kids man, and you that, got black. I, I remember badass, that, you know. Man. See, but that, like, that was I, a perfect game for a, a high school kid like me who loved new metal as much as I did. And but, almost no metal in the game whatsoever. Sure. But it's it's got all a, orchestrated music. But it's got know? a very new metal but aesthetic yes. to it. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, I love 2. And, like, 3 and 4, I think most people agree, aren't very good. Yeah. Black's a lot of fun. I love Head On. Like, Head On feels like a direct sequel to 2. Right. Um, and the PS2 version of that's fantastic. I don't know why that's not on the so, fucking so, PlayStation Store. So what's Put the head deal, on on there? What's the deal with head on? Because I, because I felt like my memory tells me the head on is the version of Black that just has online. It's that's not so. So okay. head on was originally a PSP exclusive game that eventually got ported to PS2, but it's got the same like. Uh, look and feel of like the first two Twisted Metal games where I it's see. a bit more comic booky. Right. Yeah, the stories are still fucked up and shit and yeah. Calypso's still an asshole and all yeah. that. But like, you know, Twisted Metal Black I think is the only M-rated one. Okay. Um, It's just, it feels like a successor to that and like characters specifically that I liked in two that were not in Black are in Head On, you know? Right. Um. So I would like them to bring that to PlayStation, but like they haven't added any new PS2 games in like forever. A long time, right? Yeah. 
Like, Even games like, like that, like that's their game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's theirs. Yeah. Oh, also, that's got Twisted Metal Lost on it, which is like uh, the unfinished Black sequel. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So who is your who is your go to Twisted Metal Black character? Who is your favorite? I like Brimstone a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like any of like the the mid. I guess you would call them like mid middle of the road cars, sure. right? Like, uh, I'm really bad with like. Uh, Fuck, who's the uh, Mr. Grimm? I'm terrible with Mr. Grimm. Yeah. I think he's the coolest because he's a skeleton on a motorcycle. Sure, but I'm terrible with him, you know. Well, in in black, he's a he's a he's a <clears throat> scarred Vietnam vet who's a cannibal. Yeah, yo, with it. Well, no, he's got his friend's skull yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, like it's uh, and I'm really bad with the super heavy guys, you yeah. know. Yeah, like Sweet Tooth, Sweet Tooth. Is such a cool thing, yeah. right? Like driving around with him in the mech form, yeah. And like his special is probably the best one in the fucking game. It's got the most, you know. Like, it's got it's the most complex looking, I'd say. Yeah, but his special is great. Yeah. You know. Did you but, ever play Twenty Twelve? I played Twenty Twelve. Um, I think I like it more than most people do. I have problems with it, sure. You know, but. Uh, I did like it though. Yeah. Well, I think my yeah. main problem with it, and I don't know if this is the same problem everyone else has with it, but I feel like a lot of Twisted Metal is like I feel like the cars are just as much a character as the drivers. And right. I think that when you kind of when you kind of like strip that down, it kind of diminishes. When you only them. have three drivers. You have three drivers and they can drive yeah. any car. It just kind of like distills. Yeah, and I get it, right? Like that game started as like a uh cheap PSN game. Right. And after Sony saw it, they're like, no, we're going to make it full price 60. You know, it was going to be multiplayer only as a matter of fact. Hmm. Um, but like you hear Jaffe talk about the series and he talks about it. Like it's a fighting game. Like yeah. it was meant to be more of a fighting game than anything else. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't fully agree with that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I do agree. Like that was my biggest disappointment was not having, more characters, yeah. you know, the cars are there, but you want the characters so you can get all the stupid cutscenes. Sure. Because what is Twisted Metal without the stupid cutscenes? Well, like, what's funny is that I know that in, um, for the first Twisted Metal, they had actually filmed live action cutscenes that they later yeah. like, removed. And... Yeah, dude, all of that, all of that is on the PS2 version of Head On. Okay. You get all of those movies. Okay. You get the Twisted Metal Lost, which is like the black sequel that never came out. Uh, you get this weird gallery thing where you're like controlling Sweet Tooth on foot because originally Black was supposed to have like on foot sections. Okay. Real weird shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember one time back when we were living together, we did watch all of the of the Twisted Metal 2012 cutscenes together. Mm. Um. Mr. Grimm's being the most ridiculous, but uh, which is saying a lot in a in a world like Twisted Metal. But oh yeah, but yeah. Mr. Grimm's was like arguably the most ridiculous, and like they also made Mr. Grimm the most lame. Uh, but um, I don't know. I I I remember. I have fond memories of Twisted Metal too, as well. It's also the first game that I got with my with my PS One. It's, um, I think that and Cool Borders 2 yeah. were like my first PS1 games. Yeah, and it's a great game, you know? I yeah. think that, like, if we're talking about, like, the games in the series that I feel most kind of encapsulated what 
thematically Twisted Metal is. I think 2 and Black did it the best. Oh, for sure. Because um, I think that 3 and 4, like, veered a little too far into, like, the slapstick comedy. Yeah, um, well, and it was 989, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think that they really... I don't want to say they didn't know what they were doing. There are some people that love 4, yeah. right? Uh, I'm not one of those people. Sure. <laughs> uh, which, like, I, uh, I do remember also that that was, like, because when Twisted Metal came out, then that was, like... The kind of like, I don't want to say like the dawn of car combat because we we'd had car combat before that, but I think Twisted Metal was like when it came out the most popular one, like the most. But like between one. Twisted Metal and Vigilante Eight, I don't, I don't have another car combat series that I think comes anywhere close to those. Sure. You know, it, unless it's something different, right? Like Road Rash, yeah, there's car combat, but it's not the same thing. It's yeah, completely different I kind of game. I wouldn't even you know? really consider it car combat, honestly. Uh, like, you know, Wreckfest, like, again, it's not the same, sure. you know? Sure. Uh, what was the other one, the the, the big one? Burnout? Fuck. No, not Burnout. Uh... Carmageddon. Carmageddon. Like, the That's Carmageddon what That's what it was, yeah. I'm like, no, it's not It's not the same. And Jaffe explained it so well back in the day when he was doing interviews for uh, 2 and uh, for Black after that, and that, like, his whole thing is, like, Cars don't work like this, you know? Like we made the we made the game control in a way that does not make sense for cars to control. Right. In that you can turn while you're standing still. Yeah. You know, uh your cars should automatically flip over, which was a big problem with 3. Yeah. Uh you know, uh, things things like that um which is why every time they try to put racing in twisted metal it fucking sucks, you know. Yeah. But, but you know, I like I I think that I like sometimes I think about like, man, I would really like it for Twisted Metal to come back, because I think that I think that honestly, Twist uh, twenty twelve had like the right idea, like in a lot of different ways. Like yeah, but I think that there are some. I think that the biggest problem with twenty twelve is that it tried to reinvent the series in a way that kind of, uh, like stepped back from what the identity of that series had been and yeah. I think it's kind of worse for it but and I think honestly like Jaffe owes a lot of his career and that franchise owes a lot to Sony clearly you know but like I feel like every time Jaffe has a flop you can almost blame them for it you know <laughs> it's always some like last minute call yeah. by marketing or by PR or by by whoever that just like fucks him over yeah. you know like if if 2012 had come out and was what it was originally intended to be which is like a 10 to 15 dollar online only PSN game i think it would have been received much much better sure. than a full price you yeah. know new twisted metal yeah um what like what was the deal with uh, cuz i know that drawn to death didn't do so well either yeah, Drawn to Death, I, I don't know. I think Drawn to Death was a couple of things. Uh, one, you know, there were a lot of that kind of game at the time, or at least games that seemed like that kind of game, right? Right. right. Where it's like an arena thing with, like, classes or hero-based sort of bullshit going on. Yeah. Uh, I also think that, like, there were a lot of journalists shitting on that game before it came out. Like, right. before they even played it. Right. You know, just because of who who David Jaffe is as a person, 
so I don't think that helped him either. You know? So like, so what's the deal with that then? Because I've like, I know, I know David Jaffe's body of work, but I don't yeah. like know like, like, I guess I could like, I he's could... just very brash. Okay. Like I've made the joke that, uh, fuck who, who's the, the mean chef guy, Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. He's the Gordon Ramsay of the PlayStation studios. Like he's very much that type of personality, you know? Right. Um, he's not the easiest guy to get along with from what I've seen and (laughs) I'm told, you know, but like people were hard on that game before there was anything of that game to be hard on, you know, like, yeah. And I don't think it was a fantastic game. I think it was pretty fun for what it was. So you think that game got like, you think that game was criticized more harshly than it should have been? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, like you know it's it's one of those things like I I almost feel like it would do better if it came out now, because back then we were getting all these games that like spoon fed you their stories. Sure. You know, watch these cutscenes and you're gonna understand what's going on. And Drawn to Death, uh, was very much like, so like Drawn to Death is like notebook, right? Like a kid's yeah, notebook right, and all right, that right. shit. That was and the like, interesting aspect of it to me. Like that, that was right. intriguing to me. So, like, you look in the skybox, and the skybox is literally just notebook paper lines, you right, know? Right, And, like, that's where most of your story is, you okay. know? And people, like, weren't very respe- receptive to that sort of storytelling uh, just a few years ago, even. Sure. I think that, you know, recent releases have really changed uh, people's opinions on how story can be presented in a video game. Right. But... Well, like, I, I just think that, I think that's a weird, like... And again, I haven't, I haven't personally had. Then, like, who the fuck cares what the story is? Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, like, like yeah, it's a sad story. Like that, that Drawn to Death is about like abuse and neglect sure. and shit, right? Okay. Like, it's a sad story, but like, I don't go into Twisted Metal being like this story better be fucking good, you know? Well, like, like at a certain who point, who the fuck cares? I don't know. I think at a, I think at a certain point, especially as, especially, I think that my kind of my. Um, my viewpoint of, and I think that this might have also something to do with how old I was when I played it. But yeah. my my opinion of like what I wanted out of a twisted metal story kind of changed around the time Black came out, just because of the way that they were telling that story, the stories of these characters at that point, as opposed to like we get the bio and the character select screen, and then we go through the game, and then they get a cutscene at the end that kind of like gives us everything about who, who that character is. Right. Uh, and I think that given like when black gave us more cutscenes, like they gave us a, a beginning middle, during the end. loading screens, right. Yeah. And like, like four right. little snippets. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of like fleshed out, like what the char- what the personalities of the characters were. And, yeah. um, and so that was, that kind of changed my perception of like, okay, well, I guess, is this what I can expect from twisted metal going forward? But what I was, what I was going to say was that like, the whole looking in the skybox for the story thing was drawn to death. Right. Like I feel like that's a weird criticism uh, in a world where storytelling like Dark Souls exists. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Great point. Great point. <laughs> you know, because um, it's just like, like the Dark Souls is like classically uh, uh, praised for the way that it tells its story by letting you piece everything together. Yeah. Which is fine. And so, so are many of other games, but like they come from people that like, gamers and journalists consider to be auteurs right yeah, sure. like miyazaki or like yoko taro or whoever right like sure. you know oh yeah i'm gonna read a story a four-part story about each and every weapon in, the, in this video game yeah. you know 
Like, and I love that stuff, and I know you you do too. But yeah. like, I don't need that in every fucking game. Sure, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's like a a way a means of, and I don't I can't I don't want to make presumptions about the 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 motivation behind telling your story that way. Um, mm. But I think that I think that sort of thing definitely lends itself to more to subsequent playthroughs of the game to get more of the story and like and i don't want to i i i i'm i'm hesitant to use the word the term pad out but i mean it certainly can do that right yeah Uh, because i don't i i didn't i didn't start understanding the story of i'm gonna say it again i'm gonna understand the story of dark souls until like the third time i played it and even still i didn't have everything right yeah, I mean, there's plenty of franchises that I like that, like, I only understand so well because, like, I researched them outside of the game. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Anyways, a lot of Twisted Metal. Sure. <laughs> Love it. Sure. Play sure. it. Sure. Um, and then, so I bought DMC5 at launch. Yeah. And, like, played very little of it. It's funny you say that because I just heard Devil Trigger today. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> And yeah, over the last couple of days, I've just been steamrolling through it. So I'm on my second playthrough right now. And like, goddamn, if you like character action games, holy shit. So, insane. It's crazy how how complex that game is. So, uh, I'm I'm very much someone who, like, regardless of how dumb the game is, I need context for what I'm doing. Yeah. So, is this, like, this is picking up from where 4 left off? Okay, so Capcom at some point it was three one two four. I think now it's three one four two, or or the other way around. The placement of two got changed. Okay, no one gives a fuck, and nothing important happens in two. Right, right, right. So you can just look at it as three one four five. Okay. So yes, it's after four. Okay. Uh, um. So you spent more time with it. How? Like, what? What are your thoughts on that? It's fucking amazing, man. Like, yeah. uh, as much as I. Been, I've been waiting, you know, for a long, long while now for Bayonetta three, and I feel like we're never going to hear anything else about it. Like I feel like it's just never going to happen at this point. Right. Um. And for a long time, I'm like, yeah, Bayonetta is where it's at. I like Devil May Cry, but like, I my love is for Bayonetta, you know. Sure. But like, you can't argue with it. Like this is far deeper. It's sure. far deeper, you know. And if if that's what you're into this kind of game for, right? Right. I like these games because, to me, they're they're single player fighting games, is what they are. Basically, you yeah. know, yeah, um, learning new combos and and all that, and like, you know, I love I love the first two Bayonetta games, but like two was disappointing to me. Um, one because it's a little bit easier. Uh, two because it is basically just more one. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, like, is it, so they do. They, do they not add anything mechanically to the game, or not really? I mean, yeah, there are some different weapons and stuff that change things up a bit, but like, it's as simple as that. You know, right? Um, right. You know, with near Automata, which was also developed by Platinum, they very much tried to give it a character action style of gameplay. And while I do think it's much deeper than most games in that genre, as far as the combat goes, sure. Uh, as far as the character action game goes, it's it's not as deep as Bayonetta. It's still right. quite deep, but like, you know, more than God of War, the early God of Wars. Sure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
but like this is fucking crazy man like it's the the shit you can do in this game and the options that it gives you uh for creativity is just it's nuts is it like has it got like a really kind of free-flowing combo system um so like the characters you know right like nero and dante right they play similarly to how they have in the past but things have changed right so like nero at least when uh, early on you don't have the de- the devil bringer anymore you get these devil breakers right mm-hmm. so nero at least in dmc4 kind of felt like a little bit watered down dante but that was made up for the fact that you have the devil bringer uh you know here it's the same thing he's got the one sword he's got the one gun but now he's got these devil breakers that you can switch out and they all do different shit you know but like you lose them right if you get hit while you're using it it's gone or you can do like a get out of jail free and it's gone or you can do like a super special move with it and it's gone okay uh it's and like you have a, like this is like a meter you've got like, like a magazine of them oh okay. no no okay you've got like a magazine of them okay and you can collect them as the level goes on you can buy them in shops and stuff like that okay uh but they're a lot of fun and then v the new new character uh you know it's all about just spacing sure you know, spatial awareness. You still have a melee attached to triangle, like we have since the first Devil May Cry. Right. You still have a gun attached to square, like we have since the first Devil May Cry. Right. Uh, but they're separate from your person, you know. Right. Because he like he was he like he reads poetry and like monsters happen. <laughs> is, that what, is that his deal? Uh, he reads poetry to like refill Devil Trigger faster. I see. You know, mm-hmm. but like they can't. Like, they hurt the the enemies, but they can't finish the enemy. So, like, you have to get in close to finish the enemy off, okay. you know? Um, still very deep, very cool, the things you can do with that. Yeah. And then Dante is just, like... So, in Devil May Cry 3, they give Dante the four, the four styles, styles, right? Yeah. And then there's two extra or whatever. Right. And then in four... They let you switch between those on the fly, you know? Now in 5, you're switching between those on the fly while also switching between just a shit ton of different weapons on the fly Um, and having almost, like, two different sorts of devil triggers. So, like, like the amount that you can do with Dante, I don't know that there's a character action game that allows you to do more with its character, you know? Like... You can do a lot with Raiden in yeah. <laughs> Metal Gear, you know, but, yeah. like, not like that, man. It's fucking nuts. Well, uh, I, And, like, the story is pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's not fantastic. I mean, no Devil May Cry f- stories are fantastic. Pretty good for like, Devil May Cry, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but, like, you know, there's some there's some revelations and, like, uh, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I remember I went through Devil May Cry 3, like, God, when did that game come out? I want to say, like, maybe... 15 years ago or however long that was. Yeah. Um, I think that game, I, I love that game. Uh, I love the different styles. Um, I loved how like the different style, like all the different, all the different styles like made it. It was like every time you change styles, it was like you had to relearn how to use the weapon in that style. And mm. it was like, it was like really cool. Um, yeah. But like at the same time, it kind of broke up your flow because you had to go to a menu to change the styles every time. Right. So being able right. to change them on the fly, it sounds really cool. Like this is something you could do like mid combo. You could change styles. Yeah, you can change styles and weapons mid combo. You know. Yeah. Uh, and like 
we've seen other games do similar things, right? Bayonetta does a similar thing where you've got like a weapon set for your arms and feet. Yeah. Uh, you can have two and you can swap between the two, right? Yeah. Nier Automata does a similar thing. But like that's just swapping between two different things. Right. This is swapping between many, many different things to the point where it almost feels overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and, th- and then you just realize like it's like a buffet, sure. you know? Like you're not intended to eat everything there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing about... that's. The if, thing. And if you can, you're awesome. Yeah. But, you know, you're not Well, that's, a, that's the thing about character action games, especially ones with, like, really deep movesets, is yeah. that you feel almost like if you're not using everything, you're doing yeah. it wrong. Right. And so, like, even... And I, th- I feel like a good character action game balances, like, accessibility with making you feel awesome while you're doing whatever you're doing. I think that yeah. there's like a balance you have to strike there because you want to make the player feel awesome without making their shit too complex and yeah. overwhelming them with with commands. But every time I play a character action game, I always look at the, I always look at the command list and I'm always feeling like I did I never do this thing. Am I playing this game wrong? Am I not yeah, being as yeah, cool yeah. as I could be? So Well, it's weird, right? Like it's weird in that like Lots of people compare these games to fighting games, right? Right. And like, where, <laughs> where like a special move in a fighting game might have something like a quarter circle, right? Yeah. Like most of these games, it's a timing thing, right? Sure. Right. X X wait X, right? Sure. Shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but like there are like some like you know whip your fucking stick around. 180 degrees type type of crap you know yeah you got like air taunts now which are like fantastic you know cool um and yeah it's just it's super cool but like yeah i played through the first playthrough now i'm going through i didn't know the difficulty wouldn't stack Mm. so like the first time i played through on normal oh yeah and it didn't unlock the easy trophy for me yeah so you got to go through and play it on easy so i'm playing it on easy right now yeah uh, after that, I'm going to play with Virgil. I haven't touched Virgil yet. Yeah, I so. saw him. He looks rad. Yeah, I haven't touched him yet, but he's supposed to be a lot of fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And it's, like, a lot of callbacks to, like... I mean, callbacks to all the games, of course, but, like, callbacks to, like, the anime and shit. Like, yeah. there are characters in this game that are only in the anime, you know? Weird. Um. Yeah, yeah, but... Um, like th- that being said, I feel like even if you don't know the Devil May Cry story, you could probably play this and be okay. Sure, you know. Sure. Um. Yeah. So from what I understand, like you changed between characters at preset point at predetermined points, right? Like yeah. So like the story jumps around. Yeah. You know, each time you, it's not like old Devil May Cry where like it's all an interconnected world, right? right? It's levels. Sure. It's missions broken up. Um. And at the beginning of each one, it'll tell you the date and time at which it takes place. Okay. And, but yeah, you start off the game and you are Nero. And then you play as V for a while. And then, but then, like, certain levels give the the option. Like, oh, cool. if you want to play as level as V or Dante or Nero, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, but I think Virgil is just, like, here, play as Virgil <laughs> in these levels that make no sense. Cool. I could be wrong. So is he actually part of the story, or is he just, yeah, like, he's there? Yeah, he's, a, he's okay. a big part of the story, okay. but, like, uh, <laughs> I could be wrong. I definitely could be wrong. Um, 
I know, like, with DMC3, the special edition, when they put yeah, Virgil in you there. Just put, you they, just play the whole game as Virgil. Yeah, and it's Dante levels, but they give you at least a, a Virgil cutscene, you know? Yeah. But then for some reason, you're in the bar or the, <laughs> the office, whatever. Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, so I don't know what the story's like, but... I'm excited to try him out. He looks cool. Yeah. Um, I was, and as you know, I'm like one of the few who openly admit to liking Ninja Theory's DMC. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, that was honestly like, I've always, okay. So I've always looked at Devil May Cry as kind of like, I just, I always, I looked at Dante. I'm like, this dude's just a human Ninja Turtle, honestly. Like that's that's who I, that's how I've always seen him, right? Yeah. Uh, and so um, I felt like DMC was like I actually like that version of Dante better, um, but at the same time, like I could. Definitely... You like the DMC version of Dante better? Yeah, I do. I think really. I think he's cooler. Um, he's just like such a downer all the time. Yeah. Well, his parents are dead, you know, and he's so got... so a regular Dante. Yeah. Here. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but I feel like regular Dante. Yeah. Like that guy obviously hasn't processed that. I think yeah. he's. I think regular Dante is repressing it with partying and like, and surfing on missiles. I think that. I think that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think. I think like what, what Ituno did with Ninja Theory for DMC. Like I think there is a lot of good in that game. Yeah. I think there's a lot of cool stuff in that game. Yeah. I just. Don't like the story, the style, the so, enemies, the characters, you know, like what, fucking Virgil. I'm going to fucking shoot this fucking pregnant lady in the belly. Like, I don't want any of that. You my know? favorite thing of my favorite criticism about DMC is in the original release. Everybody hated Virgil's hat. He had this hat that... And then they removed it. They removed it in the subsequent releases. That is so Let me ask you. So did you play the original release or the definitive version or both? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. So like the definitive version, I feel like definitely makes up for a lot of the wrongs in in the original. Yeah. You know? Uh, Things like having a proper lock-on, right? Like that seems like such a small thing, but that's huge for a game like that. I think it's huge for a game that like where as much, much stuff is going on and as quickly as that game moves, I think it's a pretty big, yeah. Game. But like, again, even in, even in definitive edition, they changed a lot of the dialogue to make it less offensive, yeah. you know? And I'm not like some super sensitive person, you know, but sure. like, I don't, but, there's but, a lot of things I don't really care to play through. Yeah. There's D- DMC being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I like that. Uh, I like the, I like the overall like presentation of that game. I like that like it yeah. in some ways felt and like I'm using this term loosely because of the context in which this conversation is taking place. Yeah. But, but it feel it like it almost felt a little bit more grounded to me in a in a mm. way. Um I mean that's definitely what they were going for. Yeah. Um, you know, that, instead of having like, let's have all of our monsters be like corporate bigwigs, you know, let's yeah. let's do that. Yeah, do it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. That being said, I would not hang out with either Dante. <laughs> yeah. I think both of those guys would be insufferable. But um, I don't know. I, I like that game a lot, and I want to play five. I I remember I remember seeing like a lot of gameplay footage of that game. Um, but again, I'm a guy who needs a lot of context, and I never finished four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'd always meant to go back and play through four, and then go and then jump into five, but. I never got so it. So it has this whole like 
at the start menu, there's like the history of DMC. Yeah. That's intended to ca- catch new players up, you know? Sure. Um, I think like that's probably enough. Or like a quick YouTube video is yeah. probably enough, you know. And I think it's on also like there's some right weird now. like small details in the game that are really cool. So like at the start of the game, you have this fight with like this big bad who like whoops everyone's asses, right? Sure. And then it cuts to a month later, yeah. right? Well, like Dante is like uh, incapacitated for that month, you know. So like when you first see Dante, and then you see him a month later. Like, his hair is slightly longer. Sure. He's got more facial hair because, like, a month has passed without him being able to, like, shave or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, Like, little details like that are are pretty neat. Yeah. You know? And I don't think most people would notice that. Like, you know? you, You... Like, I almost didn't notice it until, like, you go into the gallery and you can, like, look at these character models and shit. But I very much feel like you are someone who absolutely notices little things like that all the time. Like, I I don't think I would have honestly. Yeah. But uh Yeah, man, it's stupid. It's really stupidly cool. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but I think that's like kind of like especially around the time that that game came out, I think a lot of people were kind of looking for something that was stupidly cool. Yeah. And uh I I I do remember, I think I saw who was it that I saw? Was it Dante who like who like picked up two halves of a motorcycle and was like beating people up with it? Yeah, it's just like one of your melee weapons is motorcycles. <laughs> and then you got this hat, this weird gun hat that, like, when you get it, he does this whole Michael Jackson performance. It's great. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. You, you've sold me on this game. I, 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 feel, like, I feel like I need to play this game. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, great. Because I think that there is definitely a difference between games that try too hard and end up being stupid. Yeah. And then you have games that know that they're stupid and then just, like, lean into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, even 4 had some weird-ass Dante scene, you know? But, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, like, if you wa- you watch, like, reactions of, like, like streamers' reactions to, like, the Michael Jackson scene for Devil May Cry 5, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> I've, I've, I want to, like, I almost wish you didn't tell me about that because I would yeah. want to play it and then be, like, surprised by something. That yeah, absurd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds cool. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, nothing. Like, I have played other games, but nothing like, you know, like those games, like they, the the two of those like sucked me and I played yeah. a lot of those. Uh, um, so I saw something today that made me think of you and I almost texted it to you, but like I got sidetracked at work and I forgot about it. But what's that? I saw a Kickstarter for Project Warlock 2. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, and the, like the, Project Warlock. And like the only thing that they're asking for is like publishing costs. Like they only they just yeah. want help with pub- and like so they asked for like two hundred eighty dollars or some shit, and, and then they got like thirty thousand dollars, I think. So yeah, and I don't like the look of this new one yeah. as much as I did the old one. Sure, but like the old game was so so much fun yeah. that I'll, I'll definitely buy this one. Uh, I did play Max Payne. Like fuck. It's taken forever to get Max Payne running properly yeah, like, on PC, me, but I finally got it going. Tell me about like what that was like. What what happened? I mean, you 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 start it up and like, you know what's weird is like it's Rockstar. Sure, they've got the money to make all of their back game. I know they didn't develop the game, but they own it, right? Sure. Uh, they've got the money to make all of these games run properly on PC, and they just don't. Yeah, I don't know why, but uh, you start it and like. 
it's widescreen, but only widescreen in that like everything is stretched out. Sure. Which I can't do that. I just yeah. can't. I can't watch a movie that way. It looks gross. Can't play a game that way. Um, so I start looking up like fixes for it, and I find this one, and it seems to be working fine. But like then the audio's gone. Like certain audio is just missing. Mm-hmm. You know. So I find another one, and everything looks perfect. But as soon as you get like you know, there's like the weird little tutorial section in yeah, like the alley, yeah, yeah, and then it does the cinematic to where it's fucking Max on top of the building, yeah. And then it flashes back to the house, right? Yeah, yeah. As soon as it flashes back to the house, the game just shuts off. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, finally I found one that works, and it's great. But it was kind of a hassle. So I've been playing that Ghost Runner I got on sale. Oh. I've only played about an hour of it yeah. so far. But it's really cool. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. I, I, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, I see a game like that, and I immediately yeah. think Mirror's Edge, sure. you know? And it's yeah. nothing like Mirror's Edge, of course, but like... But you could be forgiven for thinking that. Yeah, but like it's it's more like Hotline Miami than it is like Mirror's Edge, right? Yeah. Like it's very much a Super Meat Boy type of thing where it's like yeah. try and try and try and try yeah. again, you yeah. know? It's very it's uh, it's very much like... Because I think that like I think we've, we've talked about this many, many times is that on its like on the surface, Hotline Miami very much looks like an action game. But it's right. a, but it's a it's a puzzle game disguised as an action game, and I feel like Ghost Runner yeah. is very much the same thing. Yeah, it's very similar. But like, there's what I like about it uh, in the same vein is like Hotline more so than something like Super Meat Boy uh, or even like Celeste for that matter. Is that like there are multiple solutions to the problem? Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, that being said, it's still hard as balls. It That's is very a hard, hard. Fucking game. It is very hard. Like. Yeah. Uh, it's what's the funny thing about Ghost Runner to me is that you will do something that you think that you think is badass, and then a stray bullet catches you in the head, and then you're back at the yeah. turn level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, um, like you'll be air dodging, like you'll be air dodging a bullet, and then someone else will shoot you. Uh, it's a cool. That game, being said, though. like uh, Devil May Cry Five has like the secret missions that like a lot of the previous games have had. Yeah, and like I feel the same way about those. Yeah, you know, like just try it and try it and try it over yeah. and over again and fail and fail and fail and then finally you fucking get it. Yeah, uh, I've only done like half of them, but I'm tr- I'm trying. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, PC. Game. Like I had one that was like kill the scissors enemy in one hit. Yeah. You know, you know the scissor ghost guy yeah. from like the first game. Sure. Well, he's back, and it's like kill him in one hit. And I know like there there's a way in the old game to do it that like people exploit it all the time. I don't know that much about DMC one. I've played it, sure, <laughs> but I'm not like some DMC expert, you know. Sure, yeah. So everyone's like, "Oh, just do the old trick; it still works." I'm like, "I don't it's know like, what the what old is trick the old is, dude." Trick? <laughs> yeah. But finally, I got that one. So like, yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, it's getting there. Uh, yeah. So man, the the your trials and tribulations through PC gaming have, like, and it's and it's like it's it is a near. It, this is a thing that has been going on since I think you got back into PC gaming. Like when it came back to like, we were trying to figure out how to get uh, uh, Typing of the Dead going. Oh yeah, uh, that's such a weird one too. Yeah. Only integrated graphics yeah. can't run off your graphics card. Like why? God forbid a video game use your <laughs> graphics card. <laughs> but you like, know, you know what's funny is that I went to install that uh, like a few months back, and I yeah. knew I knew that was the deal, right? And I was like, I'm just gonna try it. And see if I can get it to run off my graphics card. 
And then, like, when it didn't, I was like, you know what? I'm not into it. And then I just, like, I gave up. <laughs> and but, and that's such an easy thing to change, right? Yeah. But how would I know that that's what the game wanted from me? Yeah. You know? Well, that's, 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 um, that shit is just so opaque, and it's just so yeah. hard to figure it out. And... and the thing is, dude, like, I'm to the point now where I'm like, I want to play the games I want to play. Yeah. Uh where I can have the best experience, right? Yeah. Max Payne 1 is on PlayStation. I could play it on my PlayStation 5. Right. You know? But, like, that game was a PC game. Yeah. It was ported to PlayStation. Right. I want to play with a mouse and a keyboard, and, you know... Yeah. For, so, for that, it's worth it to me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, I'll say, fuck it and buy the console version if it's giving me too much <laughs> trouble, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, like, where I've been at really um like a lot of like my my pc is at this point i use it for podcasting work and, podcasting and game dev that's it yeah that's really it um and you know i because i i just i i got to the point where i'm just like and like even and like even when i do upgrade my pc it is yeah. only going to be to do those two things better uh you know, I, I kind of, like, I think that, like, I, I'm at a point now where the the stresses and headaches that I've experienced with PC gaming are just no longer worth it to me. See, and to me, like, that's, that's only the case when I'm trying to play something that's usually pretty old. Right. You know? Yeah. If I, like, like Doom, right? Play Doom, Doom Eternal on Steam, and like it's just fine. It ran just fine, no problems. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I would rather play with this control scheme, right, than with a controller. Yeah. You know, there are games where it's the opposite, right? I would rather play Devil May Cry Five with a controller than with a mouse and keyboard. Right. You know. Right. right. <laughs> but like, uh, uh, you know, so like if it's a modern game where the input makes more sense to me, mm -hmm. then I'll play it on PC. Yeah. You know. Um, Ghost Runner, like I can imagine, I'm sure plenty of people play Ghost Runner on console. I don't sure. want to do that. Yeah, that's that's too hard for me. You know, that is actually my only experience with Ghost Runner because I saw it yeah. on because uh, it's on PlayStation now. So yeah, yeah, I wanted to try it before I bought it, and I think it's cool. I think it's mm. very cool, but at the same time, I was telling I was telling Kaylee, I was like, I was like, I think Ghost Runner as a concept is very neat. Yeah, this music is right in my cue zone. Sure. Uh, but I also think that if I had spent money on this, I would be very bummed out because it's Oh, really? This wow, I wasn't bummed out at all, but I got it on sale, so yeah. who knows? Because like, I think because, like, it is a kind of – I think when I played it, I was like, this is a kind of challenge that I am not looking for right now. Yeah, uh, see, and I'm I'm that way as well where it's like sometimes I love that, right? Yeah. Hotline released at the right time for me sure. to be super into that. Yeah. Same thing could be said for, like, Celeste or yeah. whatever, right? Uh, and sometimes I just can't stand it. Yeah. Ghost Runner, it's not something I see myself playing like in the next couple of weeks, but I do definitely intend to get back to it. Yeah. Uh, very cool, especially from a smaller studio. Um, but yeah, like input matters to me, I think more than it does to a lot of console players. Sure. Uh, you know, I've got a friend, Paris, who's like, who makes money off of Call of Duty, right. you know? Like, she's good at Call of Duty. And, like, Call of Duty at high levels is played on a controller, you know? <laughs> I did not know that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like most most Call of Duty tournaments, like fucking Team Optic and shit, they're playing with an Xbox controller. Like that's no what idea. they're playing those games with. Uh, you know, but I, I'm like that. That's just like for me, mouse and keyboard is a crutch. I've been pointing and clicking on things forever. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Well, cool, man. Um. I'm not going to belabor you with everything that I've been playing because the list is long. So I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to do the noteworthy things. Um, so I guess I'll get the game behind me out of the way because uh, you'd asked about it before we started. So I've been playing this game. Yeah. Uh, Kayla and I have been playing this game called Cozy Grove. Uh, and so is, this game is out. Uh, I don't know what else it's out on. I know that it's out on PlayStation. I know it's out on 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 phones. That's it. Okay. Um. But okay, so basically, I think the way that I have best been able to summarize this game is it's like a, if you could imagine a more chilled out Animal Crossing with more hugging and less capitalism, I feel like that's what this game is. Less uh, capitalism, you say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so basically the premise of the game is you are something called a spirit scout. It's like a boy scout or a girl scout, except you specifically go to places that are haunted to help out whatever spirits are there. So you, you fight, you arrive at an Island called cozy Grove and there are all these ghost bears there. And so you spend all your time on the Island helping them, you know, complete various tasks like there's a there's a uh, there's a pelican who believes himself to be a pelican bear, who in the, in his previous life was a sailor and fisherman, and so he asks you to catch fish for him, and then in doing so, as you complete different tasks for him, more of his story progresses, and you learn more about him, and then you would you get him closer to being able to pass on. Let me ask you: Is the story worth progressing? The story of that pelican. I mean, I don't know yet. <laughs> I, I know. Okay, okay. I, I know very. I know very little about about, Pel, about the pelican bear. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. I think it's the very, pelican brief. The, uh, I know. I know very little about all of the characters uh, at this point because, like, you're learning more about them as you as you help them. Yeah. Um. But the game is. It's got. It's very charming. It's got. But you say it's like Animal Crossing. Like, is it like? Is it like Animal Crossing and like the gameplay mechanics are like yeah. Animal Crossing? Yeah, in fact, okay. like a lot of like there is a lot there. There are a lot of parallels between the two. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that probably a huge like a main difference between the two is that uh, Cozy Grove will kind of give you a better idea of when it's when it's when it's probably time to stop playing for the day because it, it gives you a better idea of like well you've done everything that you can do today. Yeah. So, you know, come back tomorrow and, you know, pick it up from there. Whereas I feel like um I feel like with Animal Crossing you kind of have to as you play, like you kind of have to figure out like, well, I guess I've done everything for the day, but Right. Um I think that I so I think Cozy Grove does a better a better job of kind of communicating that to you. Um and just and you know, just like Animal Crossing it uses a real world clock. So, um can you manipulate that clock? I imagine you could. Um, I've not done that yet, uh, but I imagine that you could. Um, so far, it's a lot of fun. I, I like it. It's about fifteen dollars on the PlayStation, okay. so it's pretty cool. Um, 
just a brief No Man's Sky update. Uh, they came oh, out. I know they got some new stuff coming out, right? Yeah, so they just had a, a, a new update called Frontiers. Uh, so with this in this update, basically what you're doing, what they've added is uh, procedurally generated settlements uh, on planets. And so basically what you can do is you can go to these settlements and be like, hey, I'm the new space mayor of this town. And so each each settlement has different traits like and these traits will kind of affect how the residents of that settlement um, behave. Like, for example, like there's this one of the first settlement that I found, one of the regulations that it had in place is that no pets are allowed. So that mm-hmm. like negatively impacted the productivity and happiness of the settlers there. Um, and, but also what you're doing, what a weird addition, (laughs) what you're also, what you're doing in the settlements is you're like, you're like, you're constructing buildings, uh, by, with materials that you gather and also fending off like attacks from, uh, from if, if, if you haven't played no man's sky, there's these, there's these floating robots called, there's these robot entities called sentinels. And sometimes these sentinels will, attack they're not like x-men sentinels <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say anything <laughs> but i knew that's what you were thinking uh but uh, so sometimes they'll attack um sometimes they'll need stuff like more materials or sometimes like different they'll they'll have different requests or whatever and you kind of hide, try to keep this town settlement productive and keep the residents happy uh and it's it's a it sounds weird and it's 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 a weird way to keep you grounded in one place uh, in a game that is mm. that is that is in a game yeah, yeah, yeah. in a game that is about interstellar going all over the place, yeah, right. yeah, that makes sense. But it's cool. It's a cool little. It's a cool little addition. Um, I've been I've been really. It's it, I found it. I've been finding it a lot more engaging than I expected to. Yeah. Uh, um, and I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I I want to keep. I want to keep uh, experimenting with it and seeing like kind of what the end game with that stuff is. Um, but overall I've been, I've been having a lot of fun with it and, and no man's sky has been like one of my big means of like escapism for the past, uh, five years. So it's, yeah. any reason to return to it is, is welcome to me. Um, also since we last, I think, I, I guess I don't, I can't remember if I talked about this last time or if I had gotten to it. They'll give it to me. What is it? Aliens, uh, fire briefly. We talked about it a little bit. We didn't talk about it much. Yeah. So, man, like the more the more I play that game, and I know that it, the 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 comparisons to Colonial Marines are inevitable, and like of course, but an alien same, shooter. But like at the same time, like it's literally what I thought. The, Fireteam Elite is literally what I thought Colonial Marines was when that game came out. Like what I what do you mean? Like well, what you thought it was going to what, be? What I thought it was going to be. When like leading okay. up to that game coming out, this is what I thought that game was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it feels it's like it's it feels it's like it's such a great game. But the problem is that the game is it's it you you have to be playing with with other people like you. And that's the old that's literally the only reason I haven't jumped on it. Yeah, yet. that's it's just like the, yeah, no. you have to be playing with other people. And like, I've heard a lot of people say that. And like because and it'll even tell you in the game like at higher difficulties like it'll say it'll say using synths for this mission for this difficulty level is not recommended because they're just, yeah. they're not capable of doing like obviously they're not capable of reacting the ways that humans can. 
And they also... See, and you got to wonder about, like, why that is, yeah. right? Like, they're not that... They can't because whoever programmed it, like, made it that way, whether it was intentional or not, you know? And what sucks is that, like, you've got other games in the same genre where your uh, AI companions can get you through just fine, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, Left 4 Dead, I can beat that on some pretty high difficulties this, with a bunch of bots. And this is, literal, you know? this is literally Left 4 Dead with, with aliens. Right. Right? right. So... Um... Uh, same thing, like Zombie Army Trilogy. I can get pretty pretty yeah. far in that one. I, I can't speak to four, but Zombie Army Trilogy, I can get pretty far in that think, one with just so bots. I play, you know? playing because I've I played a good amount of Zombie Army of Zombie Army Four, and yeah. you can get pretty like you can get. I, I've gotten pretty far on a on a reasonably high difficulty like by myself. Um, right. So but, hopefully that's something they can update. Well, I mean, they've got a lot of planned content updates uh, down the line for the game. Um, but Because that is literally the only reason I haven't bought it yet. What's you also, know, it's a it's a cheap game. It's only yeah. 40 bucks, and, like, it looks great, you know? What's, what's, but, like, I don't have enough friends who are playing consistently online at the times that I'm available to sure. play, you know? I yeah. mean, if you were willing to play on console, I could, pretty, I could play pretty consistently with you, but... Um, Here's the th- here's it's, is it not crossplay? It is not. I looked it up and mm-hmm. it is not. Um, and here here's what's curious to me is the the decision to make it a three player game is very odd to me. Um, it's just a very weird like this. It's like a because like I'm used to like for these kind of games I'm used to playing with three other people like that's just how right. it's always been for me. Right. And so this being a three player game is just so weird to me. Um, but you know, that said, like, cause I've been playing with, I've been playing a lot with our, with our friends, Jimmy and Eric and like, there's just so many like very aliens moments, like, like created in this game. Right. Like yeah. there are these, like these, like those moments where there was like literally a moment where the three of us, like, like, you know, you know, the smart gun from, from yeah. aliens, right. Very iconic weapon, right? And that's that's a, that's probably my preferred weapon in the game. Um, but like, there's these like, so I've been using that a lot. But there have been like, there's these very there's like, there was literally a moment where the three of us were like standing with our backs to each other while like aliens were like, while xenomorphs were like crawling down the walls on like all sides. And like, yeah, that, I've seen a lot of stuff like that. And it's just so like it, it's it's terrifying, but like as an aliens fan, it's like so it's cool. great. It's yeah. so cool. Um. And they take you through a lot of stuff that you saw, like in the prequels. Like you see some of the stuff with the engineers, and mm. like they uh, and the like the, that weird mutagen that they had in Prometheus that made yeah. that made people all weird. And so they do the ooze. Yeah, they, they well they show you the secret of the ooze. They uh, make super shredders. Yeah. They, uh, it, but it's it's such a cool game. But I feel like it makes there's some like really questionable design decisions around that game. That. See, for me, like that—that's like you're right. Three players is kind of strange, unless the game is like specifically designed around that. It's kind yeah. of strange, right? Like, would a fourth really hinder things? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't played it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, the decision to not have crossplay is just so baffling to me these days. Sure. Um, you know, Quake comes out and it's crossplay. Yeah. I can play on my PC with somebody on Switch and PlayStation. Right. Just fine. And it makes sense, right? You keep those lobbies full. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But especially and, especially in a game like Aliens, which is not competitive. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so like the idea that and that's 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 the that's the idea for me too, is that like I have so many people that I want to play this game with. But, yeah. like, not everybody I know is playing on the same platform. I know people on PlayStation, on Xbox, and on PC. Yeah. And I can't play with all of them at the same time. Right, And even right. if I could, somebody's getting left out because it's a three-player game. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and that's actually something that I've already run into, right? Where, like, like, we had, like, a fourth who wanted to play. It was like, well, it's a three-player game. And it feels kind of shitty to tell them that you're all full up because, like, because yeah. you can yeah. only support three players. Um. But you know that being said, like it's it's like uh, like I really feel like as far as action oriented alien uh, games go, I feel like it's one of the better ones. Yeah, I, I feel like they did a lot of stuff. Like like the sounds are like the move like movie authentic sounds. And I think for the newer stuff, that's that's like very clear that yeah. that's the case. Yeah. You know, uh, and by newer stuff, I mean stuff like since. Colonial Marines, yeah. and you know, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, isolation was it's, like, its own thing. It's like a different thing, you know. Right? And I and I and I was but, I was uh, talking to someone recently, and I was like, I was like, isolation is the Ridley Scott game, and Fireteam mm-hmm. Elite is the James Cameron game, right? Right. Um, um but like, I, I think a lot of people shit on a lot of these the games in in that uh, based off of Alien and Aliens. And I think, like, most of them are pretty solid. Like, there have been some bad ones, but, like, people still love AVP 2001 or whatever it was, you know? Uh, I know they And the fucking... It. And the Capcom game, and, like, you know, like, they're... Yeah. And uh, the, the fucking DS one. Like, people love those yeah. games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I... One I... of the better Jaguar games. <laughs> <laughs> Low bar, but... Um, yeah. yeah. But, like... I think that is, I I think that there's, for someone who likes that franchise as much as is you know me and all of my friends do, yeah. Like I think that it, like it nails like a lot of the stuff that like we like about that the that series and like I don't it, like obviously like it's it's more geared toward like the action like parts of the Alien franchise, right? Right, but, it's aliens, yeah. not alien. Yeah, yeah, right. And but like it gives like it does it does try to give you some lore and like it does this it, there is some like there is like some callbacks to stuff for like for for fans to for fan like actual fans to enjoy. Um, yeah. you know, and I noticed they've got like the Vasquez yeah. bandana and shit like that. Yeah, um and I I I, I have to imagine that that Hicks will be a fucking skin in like whatever DLC they release later. Dude, on they should the just make them all skins. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't like. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because like, that... you have to pay for those likenesses. I'm sure. sure. Yeah, you know. Um, but like all the like all the guns sound like just like you remember from the movies. Like the aliens yeah. make the same noises from the movies. Um, I and... think the the most impressive thing that I've heard uh, in regards to like the game's sound design and even like. D- design of other things like models and such is like everything sounds the way that it should. And even new things sound like you would think they would sound, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. It, that shit is really cool. Like it, it feels like an authentic like experience. And I think that the funny, the thing about, about aliens is it, it's really, you, you would think that 
like that would be like a very rich well to draw from right and I, like mm-hmm. and it would be really easy to make like you know a solid like aliens action game but like yeah you know as we've seen it is possible to fuck that up but you know honestly though i you know i i think that especially for you know for not even being a full price game i feel like i've you know i've gotten like a ton out of this game yeah um you know, I'm looking forward to because like we're going through like the the three of us are going through the through the campaign right now. And we're nearing the end. We're actually like the last mission we did was like actually we're like we're going into an alien hive and like we're supposed to like destroy it. And that's another thing too is like you look all over the walls and like it looks like like you would expect, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, who published this? Uh, Warner Fo- Brothers. So let me take a look because I think it was Focus Home Interactive. Okay. Okay. Uh, the makers of fine properties like uh, fucking what is it? I think Focus does um, the Surge. I think. Yeah, I think they do uh, sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they do sticks. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a great game, and I I I think that honestly, for someone who is in your position where like you don't have like a lot of people to play it with consistently, I would kind of, yeah. I would probably wait for like a sale or something. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think it's a, I, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Um, also I have been playing, um, I've been playing this, I've been playing Scarlet Nexus. I finished the, my first playthrough of Scarlet Nexus. Um, you know, and I don't know that, I don't know that I have played a game that is so good at like that is like so good at like balancing like some really heavy shit with also like some lighthearted elements with like with your friends. You know, like there's like some, really? there's like there's like heavy themes of like of like loss and like being betrayed by your government and yeah. like all this and like and like being betrayed by like family members and shit like that. But then, like, but it's done well. Yeah, it's, I think it's done really well. Wow. Um, but but then, like, there are so you have these you have these uh, between between missions. Yeah. You have you go to a hideout, and that's where you and your when and your friends like hang out between missions, and you can give them like you can give them gifts that like raise their affinity for you, and then once you raise it to a certain point, you go on. You have what is called a bonding episode, where it usually plays out in, like a cutscene of some kind, and then like you kind of, well no. No, there's no oh, sex. Okay. There's no sex. Okay. Nobody right. bonds that way. Um, these are children, Tom. I didn't know. I don't know what that <laughs> game's about. <laughs> they are children, Thomas. Uh, well, most of them are anyway. Some of them aren't children, but um, yeah. but like there's like like it's. I think that like one of the criticisms I've seen of the game is that there is a lot of, like when you do these bonding episodes, there's like a lot of talking. You're sitting through a lot of talking, right? But I think that. Also, they're kind of necessary to give the full weight to certain moments in the game. Um, I think that without that, like certain certain uh, parts of the story. Would are we talking? Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking talking like a cutscene or like Is scrolling it, through dialogue? Uh, or like, what are we doing here? So sometimes, okay. So it depends on a couple of things. Okay. Uh, so it, it depends on one who who the bonding episode is with, like which character it's with. And two, at what stage of your friendship you are with that character. Okay. Um, because sometimes sometimes they'll be like, hey, let's go to this cafe and talk about this thing that we need to talk about. 
And other times it'll be like, I have some shit that I need to work out. Let's go kill some monsters while I work that shit out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it depends, right? Um, but, like, I think that, like, as far as... Because I, I think that as far as... I don't know. I don't have a lot of, of, of knowledge of character action games, admittedly. But it very much feels like one to me. And yeah. I think that as far as character action games go, it's not nearly as deep as something like a Bayonetta or, or you know, a Devil May Cry. Sure. But, they're, but I think that the loop is definitely different because, like, as opposed to, like, figuring out more complex combos and, like, keeping the enemy juggled or whatever, what you're doing is you are juggling, like, the different powers that you're using. Right. So. Oh yeah, I know this game. I know this yeah. game. I know what you're talking. About. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. like, like some like I my combo is I slash you with my sword real quick, and then I throw a car at you, and then right. I and then I repeat that loop, or like, and I might like borrow my friend's pyrokinesis power to throw in the mix to make to light my sword on fire and shit like that. So the really the 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 real the instead of like complex combos, the, like the loop is kind of like juggling between these different powers like on the fly and figuring out like yeah in a in like in a split second like what's the best thing to use right here so um overall it's been it's it, it had like that first playthrough has like it it got a couple of tears out of me um and i'm looking forward to playing through a second time with the other character the only bummer for me about that though is that both character both of the main playable characters have the same power uh um, uh yeah, so and and playing through a second time, you're getting like another perspective of the story, or what? Yeah, so through uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who's listening and wants to go through this game, but like you at some point, like at the beginning of the game, you all start out as in the same platoon, right? Then some shit happens, and you guys end up on two opposite sides of this fight, and so like throughout the story, like you guys like will you guys will clash into one another, and like then an exchange will ensue, and then you'll part ways again. Um, but you're not playing through like the exact same material. I mean, I don't think so. Okay. Um, okay. But I, I'll have to play. But like, yeah. So the main difference between the two characters is that like, while they have the same power, they they both have like this telekinesis power. Their melee weapon is different. Like the guy uh, Yuito, he uses a sword, uh, whereas the girl Kasane, she uses like these throwing knives. So yeah. she's more ranged and he's more up close. So. Um, but yeah, I'm. I didn't want to dive into a second playthrough like right away because I had some other shit that I wanted to play. Um, but it is a great game, I think, and I think I it does. It seems like a game that you would that you might even enjoy. And I've thought I've I've looked at it. I know the game yeah. you're talking about now. Yeah. I've looked at it a few times. Uh, I'm just so picky with stuff like that. Like when it comes to like, uh, I don't want to call it an anime game just because that's the aesthetic of it. Sure. But like, mm-hmm. I don't really know how else to put it. But honestly, uh, it's like, it's like, like, if you've ever watched it, this is an anime. Right. Like, it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm picky about those stories. Yeah. Right. And I'm often picky about the gameplay. Like, dude, near near is the same thing. They yeah. might not quite look super anime, but like, it's, it's a pretty, near, it's near pretty fucking anime, anime game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so like yeah, sometimes I love it, but like sometimes I'm just like eh, yeah. I don't know. Same thing like I really want to play Astral Chain, but like I just haven't, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know things like this that that warrant multiple playthroughs. Uh, I like a lot because I mean you can you can get better and better at, at that sort yeah. of thing, you know. Um, yeah. the, the thing about it is that like one of the things I like about about action 
uh, character action games like Devil May Cry is I like, excuse me, I like the, I, I like one, I like my combo being counted. That's very satisfying when that number, like watching that number go up. But, yeah. I, but I also like that whole, like, the grading system that Devil May Cry has classically had where yeah. like it tells you like how badass you were in that last section. Whereas right. like you kind of had like with with a game like Shard Lexus, you kinda of have to just figure out like how badass do you think you were in that section? Yeah. Right? Like how badass yeah. did you think you were in that section? Then, then I mean near's near is the same way. There's yeah. no grades for you in near, you know. Yeah. Uh but like it's it's interesting because like that game also requires multiple playthroughs. Uh, but it's from different perspectives of different characters who do slightly different things, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think with 5, what I like about 5 right now is that, like, you really only need to play through it once to get the story, yeah. you know? And you're getting different perspectives from different characters, but it's just all slapped into one campaign. Yeah. Um. And, like, oftentimes... In movies and in novels, I can be very picky about that when sure. when things decide that they want to jump around uh, yeah. with time, you know. But I feel like in a, in a game that is trying to accomplish that, it's it's pretty well done, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know a lot of people who have actually I actually don't know anybody who's played Scarlet Nexus. So yeah. like I like the only opinion that I've heard of the game is oh, it's the Code Vein people, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know people have played Code Vein and liked it okay. Yeah, but uh, I know it's also it's very different from that one. Yeah, but like uh, uh, the 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 overall look is very similar. So uh, sure. Uh, and the last thing I played, well, the last notable thing I should say that I played was uh, Tales of Berseria. Oh, that's the older one. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Tales of Arise is coming out this week, I think, either this week or next week. Yeah. And so like I think it's already out, no? It might be. It might be. Um so I played the demo for that and I was very impressed with it. Um, yeah. and I've actually never played through a Tales game before. Um I had always been kind of like curious about them like ever since like whatever one whatever the first one on GameCube was, like I'd always been like curious about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, about them, but like I never actually sat down and played uh played one of them. Um so I decided, like, like I decided that I would give Tales of Zestria a try, but this was like coming, like one that was coming right, coming off of Persona Five, and I was kind of looking for something to kind of fill the void that Persona Five left in its wake, and I decided that I, I immediately decided that I hated the main guy in Zestria. I was like, I hate this guy. I'm not playing this game. I hate this guy. So yeah. uh, that was a waste of. Berseria is the lady, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's the first time that they've had like a lady as the lead. Yeah, so this and this is also like my real, my first real introduction to the combat system of of the Tales games, um, like the with the whole with the with the combos and like the like all the stuff that goes with that, right? And what I thought, like the the first time I played it, like I kind of bounced off of it because I kind of it was just it something about it just didn't buy well for me, and I just kind of bounced off of it. And yeah. so, so I, I went and tried, I played the demo for Arise. I was like, this game is badass. Based on this demo, this game is really cool. Um, but I also know that it is kind of a bit of a departure from what Tales had been. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, well, let me let me get a little bit more perspective. I own two Tales games that I have yet to play. I'm going to play Berseria because that seems to be the one that I saw that had the higher review score. So I'm going to play that one. Uh, so I'm playing it. And like my initially what I thought was, I was like, I'm just going to match out these combos I don't care what the optimal shit is. I just want to match up the combos and get through the game and it's whatever. 
so what ended up happening though is I got like I started like caring about these combos, and now I'm like I found myself like online like what is the best combo for Velvet to use? What is the best combo for this guy to use? And like yeah. and like so now like I'm like I'm like on message boards like looking up combos for these characters. Yeah, and like I have never looked up combos for anything outside of a fighting game before. Right. So, so this is all very new to me. Yeah. But um Viseria is pretty cool actually. Um it feels a little weird. Yeah, what is what is that like 2016, 2017 something like uh, that? Uh 2016 and I didn't know this, but it was also a PS3 game. Yeah. That's not I don't know why that's relevant. I just it's something that I saw and it just it stuck out to me. Uh, cuz I didn't know that they were still doing PS3 games in 2016. I didn't know that. But um but yeah, it's 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 really it's a really neat game. Uh the story is just I don't want to say that it's like I almost said that it's just good enough to keep me playing it because I felt like that's kind of that's kind of a service <laughs> to that story because I think the story is I do think the story is better than that. Um but you know, it's a lot of like it's like the classic like Japanese game of like there's these religious guys who are really kind of fucked up. And they're doing yeah. all this fucked up shit, so you have to like you have to fight them or get revenge on them. In this case, it's just reve- getting revenge against these religious guys. Um, but overall, the game is really neat. Uh, I don't. I'm I, glad. I'm glad to hear you're having fun with that. Like, yeah. like uh, it's just like it's not frequent that I hear you talk about a JRPG. You yeah. Know? Outside of, outside, of like, outside of like, I know you love Final Fantasy 15 and Persona and all that, yeah. but like, it's not not super common. You know, so like I, I think that like it's because I talked about it before. Like when I was a kid, like I loved I loved JRPGs, but yeah, but they're very different games than they are now. Yeah, that's you know? a, that, and yeah. like I think like as I got older, I kind of fell out of them. I think that the last the I think the first the one of the one of the last JRPGs that I bought before I kind of stopped playing them all together was um, uh, Blue Dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, it was either Blue Dragon or... I was with you when you bought Blue Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Lost Odyssey. I think those are the last two I yeah. bought before, like, I kind of just fell off of JRPGs altogether. Um, yeah, it's because like, those were the only two on Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they put Final Fantasy on there, but yeah. Yeah, well, Final Fantasy... There, there are Tales games on there as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, well, like, that's funny too, right? Well, no, it's just because, like, Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon are games that, like, Microsoft set out to find people to make JRPGs for them. Well, like, because I think that, like, I, <laughs> I think that, like, the, the Xbox 360 and the PS3 are different in more ways than just their hardware, right? Or just their, their exclusive, right? I think that there's, like, a kind of a mindset that goes with which one you purchase, I think. I think that, like, yeah. I think that... Classically, Xbox has never really been like the, the. I think Xbox has has had RPGs on it, right? That definitely has had yeah. RPGs on it, but like nothing mo- for like if you look at OG Xbox and 360, most of their catalogs are nothing resembling. Yeah, a JRPG. Well, I mean, I'm serious though. Like those two games, Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon, like Xbox sought out yeah. developers to make them some JRPGs. Yeah, but you like know? I would love for someone to name a JRPG that exists on the original Xbox because I can't think of one. And yeah. I would be willing to bet a sizable amount of cash. Final Fantasy Dirge Server. <laughs> that came out on original Xbox? I think so. I believe so. Cool. Uh, I could I could definitely be wrong about that. Uh, 
well we'll we'll go ahead and say shadow the hedgehog and that's how that's as close as we as there we you go there. um yeah but yeah I, I like it a lot um i actually find myself like you know going to it and, like actually like looking forward to playing it so um but i but i but again the reason i came to this game is because i wanted the perspective of like this is what tales i guess has been like yeah. for like last for like 15 years and, yeah, yeah. and then I'm going to go to Arise whenever Arise Chicken. I'm going to go to Arise. <laughs> um, oh, my God. When, like whenever I'm done with this. So uh, they do feel really different. And I think that I do think that Arise has a better, more like a more like it has a it has a better combat system for sure. I think it like it yeah. flows better and it feels more action packed and it feels more like like really frenetic. Whereas I think that. I think that Berseria, like for as much as much cool shit as you can do in Berseria, I do think that the the flow of combat is kind of stilted in way in a in a in a, in a weird way that like doesn't doesn't necessarily feel like very as fast paced as I feel like they want to communicate with it. Yeah, but I think JRPGs have that problem a lot. Yeah, you know, like yeah. very frequently. Uh. But you know, people love a lot of the games I have criticisms of, so who knows? Yeah. Uh well and like it's funny because like I have never you know, it's I've I've talked many times about established franchises and not understanding which why the good ones are the good ones and why the bad ones are the bad ones. Like yeah. I don't understand why the I don't understand why, you know, that's a good Mega Man and that's a bad Mega Man. And like, and, yeah. and I guess it speaks to, I guess I can speak even more to that because uh, Final Fantasy 15 is my favorite Final Fantasy and a lot of people consider that to be one of the bad ones. So I don't see, but I think, no, people love 15. Every time, uh, every, every time people I, hate 13, every time I, every time I, every time I, I am involved in a conversation about Final Fantasy 15, I hear about like how that game is just this huge mess. And yeah. it is Man, not I've good. Nothing but good things. That's funny, uh, but like I don't. I think that's only the case for series in which you've only played select titles from. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think like the series that you were invested in, that you've played every game in the franchise, you can pick out the bad ones and why they're bad. Sure. You know, uh, I I think I'm in the minority. Like like you 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 have said multiple times that the pre sequel is bad. You know, and you know why it's bad. Yeah, you know, it's very Australian. That's why. No, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, well, you know, I am in the minority, and that I think that I and that I think that Code Veronica is not a very fun game. Mm. Uh, a lot of people seem to like Code Veronica a lot. I cannot stand. That is my that is, I think. I think my two least favorite Resident Evil games. Are Code Veronica and Zero. I do not like I, either. I do not. Like I knew it was going to be Zero. I do not like that game. And like what I think sealed my dislike for Zero is me getting gobbled by that frog near the end of the game. See, but what's funny is you talking about that. Like I think of the early Resident Evil games. Yeah. One through OG remake. Yeah. You just picked out the ones that most people would pick out. Did I? Most people would say Zero is bad. All people right. like Code Veronica, yeah. but people like one, two, three, and four better than it. You yeah. know. Okay, so I guess yeah. I, I guess I, look. I guess I guess I'm on top. I guess I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. You got it. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I bet you if I, I could play through, I guess, okay, I'm, I almost said all three Bayonettas, but I should say I could play through both Bayonettas. Yeah. And I bet you, you and I would probably have a different opinion on which one is a better Bayonetta. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I think a lot of people like two because it's more colorful. Sure. You know? It's more colorful. There's more Nintendo costumes in it. <laughs> you know? Mm. Uh, but, like, they're very much the same. Like, they are very similar games. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, what, well, what is that, like... Are they is is is, is Bayonetta two on everything at this point? No, Bayonetta two is only on Nintendo. Oh right, because they, didn't they help finance that game? Yeah. So I I yeah. can I can play it on the Nintendo Switch then. Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, you you must play it there. Oh, I can't play it on my Wii U anymore. Well, I mean, you could, but you don't have a Wii U. Yeah, I do. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I've ne- it's never been hooked up in this apartment, but it's, it's certainly here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could play it there if that's what you feel like doing. Yeah, I think that's what I feel I think. like. feel like breaking out that Fisher-Price tablet. <laughs> uh, well, I want it to be in the most... I want it to be in its purest form. Yeah. In its most untouched form. Uh, yeah. I actually, I'm actually thinking of... I've never played any of the No More Heroes games. And I know that none of them, none of them. And I know that new one just came out and I was thinking about, cause I know that they have the collection available on switch and I was thinking about giving that a try, mm. but yeah, I know they ported those to PC recently and everyone says those ports are really bad, but well, then I won't, I won't play them there. But like, I heard that new, I hate that man. Like you get so hyped for a thing yeah, and then like the release sucks. Like I was so ready for that Ninja Gaiden collection mm-hmm. and like now I was just like, eh, why? Why would I even do that? You what's, know? Wrong, what's wrong with it? They really they, it includes the lesser versions of those games. Mm. You know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that you deserve the best, Tom. You know, I think that you deserve nothing but the best, and you deserve to feel happy with your purchases. And the fact yeah. that people are trying to take that away from you should be illegal. I'm just gonna emulate them. You know, fuck it. Sure. What are they gonna do? Come get me. Yeah. You know. What is, what is, like. You know they they can't stop you, right? By the time hey, by the time honestly, the, Xbox 360 emulation is pretty decent now. You know, yeah. what are they gonna do? Yeah. What are they gonna do? Right? They can't they can't yep. touch you, Tommy. Right? Uh, you need to emulate that Afterburner game so I can play it because I've never played it. Okay. Was that okay. game? Was it Afterburner? Uh, shit, I can't. Remember. Climax. Climax. Yeah, I want a climax. Yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, what are your closing thoughts, Thomas? Uh, play Devil May Cry Five, and you should probably play Twisted Metal Black as well. Mm-hmm. It'll put some hair on your chest. Yeah, it'll make you strong like bull. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You, right. You know what I never noticed? What's up? With Twisted Metal until now. What's up? And I don't know how. And I don't know if everyone is like this because this is the first time I played Twisted Metal in quite some time. Okay. It's supposed to be like this contest, this destruction derby thing, right? Exactly. Where it's like every man for himself, right? The enemies only attack you. Why? They don't is attack that? each other. How, I'll, I'll do you. I'll do you one better. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do you one better. 
that and the entirety of that game should be one fucking level. Yeah. Because they're dead. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess yeah. I could retcon it and say Calypso is bringing them back every time. But then what's the point? Right? Yeah. Well, you know, okay, so historically, I don't know if you know, but like Twisted Metal Metals for a long time released on Halloween. Sure. But took place on Christmas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and like Twisted Metal 2 World Tour, mm-hmm. because you, it's global, yeah. you're going everywhere. Yeah. How are all these cars going all over the world in one yeah. day? What are they doing? <laughs> what is that? And like, I guess like I, I, the only thing I can imagine, look, like, because I know Calypso has like magic powers or whatever, so maybe he's got some way to like circumvent this. But like, just like all of the world's governments are just like not gonna respond to this. Yeah. Like all the militaries yeah. have, have ceased to exist because like because twisted because in 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 every. And every Twisted Metal game, it is shown that society is still intact. So it's That's not true. There's not a post-apocalyptic thing. Like society is still intact. So like, what are they doing? I don't know. Uh, look up the picture of Calypso. Uh-huh. I think in Head On. Okay. He looks a lot like the uh, airplane baby guy from I Think You Should Leave. Okay, hold on. Twisted Metal, Calypso, head-on. They change Calypso's appearance pretty regularly. Like, every time. Yeah. Uh, In fact, okay, so who was your favorite Calypso? I don't know. I want to say two, because that's what I was growing up with, you know? But, like, I like one where his face is all red. Uh, Twisted Metal Black is the worst Calypso. Yeah. No, wait, you know what? Actually, nah. No, that's not true. Twisted Metal 2012 is worse Calypso. No, dude. Uh, Small Brawl or whatever it was. was oh. Small Brawl, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. He, he's just like, he's the neighborhood bully. Yeah, he's basically that kid from Toy Story. <laughs> Sid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this because I remember one afternoon I like went through and like watched a bunch of like Twisted Metal cutscenes because that's how yeah. I like to spend my time, I guess. And yeah. like, uh, and I was like, I watched these, and I was like, "What is the deal?" He looks like uh, uh, Jonah Hex. You know that guy? Yeah, a little bit. He does a little bit. Yeah, he just needs a cowboy hat, and he'd be Jonah Hex. Um, but twisted. Oh my god, 2012 Calypso is so dumb looking. That guy's dumb. Calypso is a dumb character. That's I mean, it. look, most of the time he's dumb looking. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, also, like. So I know that in in most of Twisted Metal games, it is well. I don't know. I don't know if they'd explain it in one, but in Twisted Metal Two, basically he got to, he stole the he stole his powers from the devil, and that's how he got his powers. But they don't explain how he got his fucking magic powers in in black, right? So I don't know. He's dumb though. Calypso sucks. I don't want to say Twisted Metal yeah. sucks because Twisted Metal was great for the most part. I like Calypso. Uh, you know. That's I feel like he's a really just like underexplored video game character, you know. Like, <laughs> Clips is cool, man. <laughs> okay, so maybe one day this will never happen. I don't. Okay. Ima- I don't imagine this is happening because I don't. I don't. I don't really know how you would make this game. But maybe one day we'll get a a twisted metal prequel where okay. we get the. I don't even know what that game would be, right? Because a prequel means there's no twisted metal contest. And so, like, maybe we get a we get some prequel though that explores the origins of Calypso, 
and how he became yeah. to be and just and and we can we can explore the nuances of the of the asshole that is that is calypso you know in, in black i don't know if you remember this because mm-hmm. it's probably been a while since you played i remember it. every cutscene from that game no but do you remember minion's story Min- in oh. black specifically in black yeah he was just like he was just some dude who was like uh no 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 wait wait no that's that's black uh, I don't remember. I remember Minion. Like if you if you play as Minion, it's just binary in every loading screen. It's not binary. It's code, right? So you replace every number with the corresponding letter in the alphabet. So one is A, two is B, so on and so forth. Right? Dumb. Just type yeah, the letters. And and basically, what you what you learn is that all of Twisted Metal Black is just going on in Sweet Tooth's head. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! I hate that. I hate. I knew you'd like that. I hate shit like that. I hate shit like that so much. Yeah. So, oh my god, I hate that. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. that's annoying. I wish you didn't tell me that. That's yeah. so annoying. And he says things that like references previous games, like I miss the color, like stuff like that. Oh you know? my god, that's yeah, so, that's so annoying. Oh yeah, it's really funny. That actually changes how I feel about that game. I could see why. That's really annoying. Holy yeah. shit. Like I'm actually like that's I'm I'm actually kind of upset. <laughs> I actually I'm actually feeling a little bit upset. It kind of makes me like it, it makes me laugh because like if you go online and find like people's timeline theories for the Twisted Metal series, you yeah. know? When Jaffe has stated many times he's like, "We just come up with it when we make the game." <laughs> yeah. Like none of them are really tied together or anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I thought you'd like that. Uh, can I t- All in his head, you see. <laughs> uh, also, here's here's a little fun fact about Ryan is that that game was the first time I heard "Paint It Black" by the Rolling Stones. I had never heard. Oh that no song. way! I had never heard that song before that game. That's funny. And uh, yeah, I had never. And like, even even as like, like here's the funny thing is that I remember playing through the game because they play that song at the end of the game every time you beat the game, and I had never. I did not know that was Rolling Stones. I was like, I wouldn't. I, I don't know who this band is. You figured because it was called Paint It Black and the game was called Twisted Metal Black that it was a song written for the game. Yeah. Like, like, like Devil Trigger. Sure. Like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> when, like that time, like the time, uh, new metal crooners Cold wrote a song about psyops, the Mindgate conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. I, what what Twisted Metal is it that you play as Rob Zombie? four is it yeah yeah that's so fucking funny man yeah and you know what's funny about that is that if <laughs> uh i remember playing through that right and i was like man yeah. i wonder what i wonder what rob zombie's ending is gonna be it's probably just gonna be really cool it's just a, it's just a music video, it's just right? a music video yeah which is you know it's fine you know yeah. i like the zombie but it's still it's annoying that's very funny yeah but twisted, twisted metal is inconsistent but when it's great it is great. We gotta make a video on these PS2, yeah, uh, rock artist cameos because like, oh, absolutely, Rob Zombie did it, Fred Durst did it, like a bunch of people. Here's did the it, thing: man. is that like Twisted Metal isn't even the well. I guess I, I can't say that's not really a cameo. Never mind. I was gonna say that uh, Twisted Metal is not the only time uh, Rob Zombie has appeared, but like it is. Like it's like in both his playable. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I was thinking of Nightmare Creatures too. Where he his music is 
in the game. And look, I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan. I, I really like Rob Zombie, but I want him to stay out of my video games. <laughs> uh, so that's my closing thought. Keep Rob Zombie yeah, out of my show. video games. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, um, you can find us on all your major podcast platforms. If you want to see the video version of this, it's on YouTube. Just search Save Continue Podcast and you will find it. My name is Ryan Robinson. That's Tom Shelby. Bye, guys. See you next time.